Mudabe would not supply industrial customers with margarine pack sizes that were less than 15 kilograms. And then they would also not supply to retail sector of the market while Unilever was active there. And uh, Simidabe would also not supply retail customers with its crisper uh, edible oils. And um, I think if you think uh, about it, uh, the crisper you usually only see at um, wholesalers like Macro. And then Simidabe would also produce and supply 25 litre pack size of oils, uh, which would be supplied to the industrial customers exclusively, whilst Unilever would not supply industrial customers with flora branded edible oils. So that was uh, the extent of the agreement. So just to uh, give us a further the perspective on this particular issue. We are joined on the line now by Head of Law at Monash, South Africa, Professor Tsepo Mongalo. Thanks uh, for speaking to us once again, Professor. Thanks, Akina. So, uh, Professor Mongalo, this case comes hot on the heels of the bank scandal. So, can one therefore deduce from that and what we hear anecdotally from South Africans on a daily basis that this type of um, uncompetitive behavior is entrenched in South African business? Yes, Akina, what really uh, bothers me is that it appears very well, it appears that uh, the uh, South African industry is actually lacking in terms of compliance governance. Because the legislation on competition act is very clear that this kind of conduct, including allocation of suppliers, allocation of customers, allocation of territories, and of uh, of consumer services and goods, is basically something that is prohibited and is restrictive practice in terms of Chapter Two of the Act. But we still find that a lot of uh, these companies do not actually take care to ensure that in their governance, uh, in their, their compliance governance. They take care that this kind of uh, behavior doesn't happen. Therefore, it actually makes me wonder whether they have actually uh, responsible boards that can be able to to comply with uh, with laws and rules uh, that affect them in a way that they should. Because this is a failure of uh, compliance governance, as I see it. So, 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 what needs to be done then? Um, because if you do have the legislation to deal with it, and you can't enforce compliance in any meaningful way, what should be the next step? Where should we be heading? Well, uh, my view, as it has been expressed also by by, by Mr. Bonakela, is that maybe a a, a, a legislative uh, a, a legislative amendment that will actually criminalize this kind of conduct may have an impact of uh, dissuading uh, the boards of directors from engaging in this kind of conduct. Because at the moment, it appears as if boards of directors are basically taking this kind of conduct as some form of business competitiveness, in which case then they are actually completely ignoring the Competition Act with the hope that they are not going to be caught. And to the extent that they are not caught, they think that they can go ahead as, as it appears to be a good business practice. But according to me, it really shows a uh, you know, uh, failure of compliance governance. Well, you know, it seems that uh, they would do such because they can get away with it, because it, it, it seems to take uh, quite long for the Competition Commission as well to spot and uh, stop such acts by business. Yeah, and another thing is that the businesses may be making a business calculation that even if we were to engage in this, and then we are ultimately find the 10% of our turnover, it would be so minuscule compared to what uh, the profit would have made that it would be better for us even to pay off and and, and, and continue uh, with business as usual.
And of course, uh, we always come back to the question of what sort of impact this uh, collusion has on the country's economy and on individual consumers as well. Yes, it ultimately has an impact on, on consumers because if obviously uh, Simon Dabi, for example, in this case, does not is not able to supply the kind of edible fats that uh, Unilever is providing, it means that there's no competition and the prices can actually be uh, be ratcheted upwards because there's only one, uh, one, one, one uh, supplier who is able to then manipulate even the prices uh, of those goods that they are providing because there's no other competition. But the moment there is competition, obviously, then there will be a reduction in prices, and this can filter through even to the uh, ordinary man in, or ordinary person in the street. We're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, uh, Professor Tsepo Mongalo, a head of law at Monash University. And uh, Jacques Kibiro asking, can't the competition commission think beyond 10% as a fine? So, um, you know, some other comments also coming through on this one, but uh, we don't quite have the time right now. We'll come back and see if we can squeeze in some comments uh, if we are able to create the space for that. It's 20 minutes after 7. Every time you exercise your human rights, remember the victims and heroes of Sharpville. It was an awful...